Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. If you're following along with us in the study guide, we're going to do the Greek word first, and then we'll get into our conversation for today's chapter. All right, Acts chapter 28, the last Greek word we'll look at. It's a really good one. Soteria is the word we're looking at. It means salvation, salvation. Also, the idea of deliverance is contained in here as well, seven times in Acts, 50 times in the New Testament. We see it here in Acts 28, 28. Another thematic word for Luke, uh, salvation is going to be really key, starting in the gospel of Luke uh, with Jesus. Uh, the angels that are going to announce Jesus's birth are going to talk about salvation. You will call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The word sozo there related to salvation, soteria. And that's going to continue through the book of Acts because uh, there's going to be only one name under heaven by which men can be saved. And this, uh, this idea of salvation in the name of Jesus is going to continue throughout. We're going to see the disciples. We're going to see Stephen. We're going to see Paul. We're going to see them all proclaim this truth of salvation. And that's good news. That's the real good news of the gospel that Acts is going to end despite everything they've gone through, all the hardship, all the struggle, all the persecution, all the martyrdom, everything that we've seen so far is going to end with salvation going forward to the Gentiles, to the Jews, to everyone who will listen. We see this this optimistic end of soteria at the end of the book of Acts. Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith, and congratulations. You have made it. You have made it to the last chapter of Acts. We are looking at Acts chapter 28, and I am so, so grateful to welcome back Dr. Nick Fox, who wrote the study guide, who did the introductory episode, and I'm welcome, Nick. I'm just so so glad you're back. Yeah, glad to be back. Thank you for having me. So this has been it's been really exciting to go through the book of Acts because there's just I mean this is the history of our the church, and to see the holy way the Holy Spirit moves and. It's it's been really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, we said at the beginning, Acts is the real deal, and chapter twenty eight doesn't disappoint. I mean, it's still crazy stuff happening, cool stuff happening. So yeah, I'm I'm glad you've had fun with us. <laughs> so let's talk about chapter twenty eight. What has what has stood out to you in this chapter? Yeah, so I mean, I see this as kind of like a day in the life of the Apostle Paul, right? So crazy stuff has been happening the whole time. There's not a chapter that goes by in Paul's life where he doesn't face persecution, where cool stuff doesn't happen, where he doesn't get a chance to tell the gospel, all that kind of stuff. And so they were shipwrecked, right? They spend a night and a day at open sea, all that kind of stuff. They get shipwrecked. They wash up on the shore of Malta, and crazy stuff just starts happening, right? So there's the local villagers that, you know, that show them hospitality. Paul's collecting wood, and a snake bites him on the arm, right? So... The villagers are like, he's clearly going to get sick and die from this. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. He just shakes it off into the fire and keeps moving. Which I find, I mean, if a snake bit me, I would not be like, oh, just shake it off into the fire. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, again, a day in the life of Paul, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is just, Paul's going to Paul, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what he's doing. So he shakes it off. He doesn't get sick. And so then they, you know, they think he's a god or something like that, right? I mean, they just, they observe how crazy you know, Paul is just kind of in his life. And then the village president or whatever it is, the elder of the village is sick. So what's Paul going to do? He's going to go visit him and pray for him. And the guy's going to get healed and all this kind of stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's just another example, another exhibit of the Holy Spirit doing cool stuff, showing up, 
the gospel is going to go forward no matter if you're shipwrecked, if there's snakes biting you, if there's sick villagers, you know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I compare it with my students. I say it's kind of like Mr. Bean, right? So in mm. a Mr. Bean episode or skit or something like that, you don't need much of a plot, right? It's just Mr. Bean goes to the beach or Mr. Bean goes to church and hilarity ensues, right? That's kind of how it is with Paul. It's just like Paul washes up on some primitive island, hilarity ensues, right? Kingdom Mm -hmm. of God stuff ensues. You don't need much more of a plot than that. It's just Paul's going to be Paul. The Holy Spirit's going to be the Holy Spirit. People are going to observe. Crazy stuff's going to happen. It's a fun thing to encounter. And it's been really interesting here in chapter 28, but even throughout Acts, the way that people respond to Paul. I mean, sometimes it's just you hear what Paul is doing and they want to kill him. It's not arrested, beat him. They want to kill him. They want him dead. And then there are other times like this where they think he's a god. Yeah. So I I can't remember if we've... We've talked about this before, but all throughout Luke Acts, anytime we encounter a group of people that is exposed to Jesus or exposed to the gospel, there's going to be some that are into it and some that aren't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we're talking about uh, disciples, I mean, one of the disciples ultimately betrays. Uh, if we're talking about thieves on the cross, one of the thieves is into mm-hmm. Jesus. One of them mocks him and hurls insults at him. Roman soldiers, there's Roman soldiers that are, you know, like Cornelius who are down with the gospel. Others try to arrest Paul and you know, stone him and fly, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, Jewish folks at the synagogue, some are into it, some aren't. Villagers on Malta, some are into it, some aren't. And so, yeah, that that I don't know if that's Luke's way of just telling us that kind of for the rest of history, continue to share the message, continue mm-hmm. to share the good news. Some people are going to be into it, some of them aren't. And that just kind of is what it is. But yeah, Paul certainly sees both sides, the good and the extreme bad, right? Yeah. And with the the example of what I was thinking about when you said that sometimes for the people that aren't is that we see them just brushing the dust off of them and moving on to the next thing that God has in front of them. Because what it seems like to me time and again is that it's not about them. It's not about Paul. It's not about Peter. It's not about any of the apostles or disciples. It's about the gospel and the gospel going out. And so when people don't receive it, it's not personal. Right. I I did what I was supposed to do and now I'm going to move on. Yeah, yeah. We we do everything we can to to not be offensive, right? right. To not be a stumbling block. Yeah. We we love people. I mean, Paul's such a great example of that. I mean, going some chapters back, uh, you know, when he's in Athens on the right, Areopagus, right. Yes. you know, I mean, he's he's quoting their poets and philosophers. Mm-hmm. He's quoting their book. Uh, the text tells us early on that he's greatly disturbed by all the idolatry, but he doesn't let that uh, be a stumbling block. He just loves people and he tells them the gospel and kind of lets God take care of the rest of it. Yeah, and so I think that was back in chapter seventeen. And so he had to listen. Absolutely. He had to pay attention to mm-hmm. what was going on around him yep. to love, to be able to love the people well. Yeah. He had to, he had to be a student of the culture. He had mm-hmm. to, yeah, be a, a man of his time, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We had a speaker on Susie, a guest on Susie Larson Live that made the comment of that we want to be countercultural, not anti-culture. Right. Which I really appreciated the difference. And I think that's what we see Paul being counter to the culture, not anti right. the culture. Yep. Yeah, so they're on they're on Malta, and these amazing things are ensuing. Like you said, Paul goes to Malta, <laughs> and then uh, he goes to Rome. And I really appreciate the way I, for my personality, I really appreciate the way that Luke leaves us with Paul in Rome, working with the people. And it's like a, it's 
I know it wasn't a nice, neat, tidy bow, but it has a little tiny bit of that feeling when Axe ends. Yeah, it's definitely a bit of a happy ending, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, from one perspective, you know, Paul's in prison, quote-unquote prison, right? It says he's staying in his own house, but, I mean, there's a guard there keeping an eye on him, right? Yeah, so he's he's in prison, he's in custody, waiting trial. That's going to happen for a couple years, right? He's mm-hmm. just going to be waiting around for Caesar or one of Caesar's judges to hear his case. But yeah, despite that fact that Paul's in custody, uh, he's arrested, he doesn't know what's going to happen. We know from history's perspective that eventually, probably not this time, he's probably going to get released and then rearrested later under Nero and get executed. But uh, from the perspective of the end of Acts, the gospel's going forward. It, It ends with Paul being bold and boldly sharing the gospel with all who come to see him in his house. And uh, apparently this also includes Roman soldiers, right? So at the Mm -hmm. end of Philippians, uh, Paul's going to say, you know, all of the brothers and sisters in Christ greet you, including those in the household of Caesar, which is really an interesting statement that apparently some soldiers, some people in Caesar's household, whoever that is, have converted now to Christianity, like, You just didn't see that coming, right? You don't Mm -hmm. think that Paul being a prisoner and preaching the gospel to soldiers in Caesar's household, you wouldn't think that'd be super effective, right? Right. And yet, that's another, it's a day in the life, right? It it is what it is. Well, and to that point about the Paul's letter, it's interesting. It's been really interesting to watch all of the missionary journeys that he's done and where he's gone and to think about the letters then that he's writing back to them after he's left. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when we do uh, New Testament history, we talk about the letters as it relates to Acts, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we're seeing him visit these places and then move on and, and write letters back to them later on. So yeah, it's it's all lining up. So we're wrapping up Acts. We're in the last chapter. Are there things either about chapter 28 or about Acts in general that you want us to kind of keep in mind as we're coming to the end of chap- of studying this book? Yeah, a couple thoughts. So um, you know, Acts starts out with, you know, the ascension of Jesus and him saying, you know, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, this idea of outward expansion. Uh, Acts is ending here, just a couple verses up, as uh, what Paul says to the, the Christians and, and the Jews in Rome, verse 28, therefore I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen, right? And so that's kind of your, you called it a bow, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a positive note there at the end of the chapter is saying. Especially for us. I'm a Gentile. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. For all of us in Gentiles. Yeah. And we, we, we're going to listen and it's mm-hmm. for us too. And and so the prophecy that we saw early on by Jesus, the prediction has come true and continues to come true here in Acts 28 right at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So we see kind of that come full circle. As the chaos and the persecution and all of that stuff in Paul's life continues to increase prison, all that kind of stuff. Paul seems to just get bolder and bolder, right? He doesn't shrink back. Uh, He doesn't get, I'm going to say he doesn't get scared. We don't see him being scared that way. We just see him, you know, buckling down and continuing to share the gospel as God's calling him to. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't remember what chapter it was uh, where he started. It was kind of his goodbye tour and then he was heading to Jerusalem. Yep. That, and he says, I'm, I'm not afraid to die. Right. I I am bound by the Holy Spirit to do the thing that God has set before me. Right. Yeah. I mean, we see people. real similar to Jesus, right? So Jesus in Luke resolutely sets out for Jerusalem and predicts his own death. He, he has his Gethsemane moment where he kind of wrestles with God, but, you know, realizes what needs to happen. Um, and then, you know, kind of goes goes forth with it. That's what we see Paul doing kind of as well. Paul knows how this is going to end for him. And it doesn't deter him. He just keeps going. 
Wow. That is like thinking about how we're supposed to follow Christ <laughs> and how Paul does that. And that's just, sorry, that just hit, landed on me in a different way. What that, what the, the grandness of that call to follow Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Paul's the real deal. He's got tremendous street cred, right? Cause mm-hmm. he, he backs it up. He absolutely does. And I mean, Philippians four thirteen, one of the most famous verses in the new Testament. I mean, after John three sixteen, I mean, Philippians four thirteen might be, uh, you know, the most famous, I can do all things through Christ mm-hmm. who strengthens me. That's in the context of being content, whether you are in prison chained to a guard or whether you're well-fed and, you know, living in luxury or whatever, Christ gives us the power to be content no matter what. And nobody's better to say that than Paul, because Paul is just, you know, experiencing all sorts of persecution, and yet he keeps going. He maintains a positive attitude. He continues to be effective. And, yeah. So then what do you think that me- the message is then for us from I'm, this? I mean, I think it's encouragement. I mean, you know, we we suffer in our own lives, right? We all have, you know, things we struggle with, but it probably doesn't total what Paul has to go through for the gospel, you know? And so that's encouraging for me that I can keep going. Mm-hmm. Whatever I'm carrying, whatever's on my plate and, you know, in my backpack that I have to carry, man, if I can have, you know, 50% or 75% of the attitude that Paul has, that's still pretty successful, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we see it end, you know, the last couple of verses for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus with all boldness and without hindrance. And that's a challenge for us too, right? Let's continue to be bold without hindrance. Let's, let's love our neighbors. Let's love across, across boundaries. Let's love across, uh, you know, racial and ethnic lines and all that kind of stuff without hindrance. Let's just, let's go for it. Let's be like Paul in that sort of sense. So as we're thinking about the next thing to do, I mean, something that we could do now that we've seen Paul's missionary journeys is to continue on and to read the letters that he's written to the different churches. And something that I really appreciated that you put in the study guide are our Greek connection, where we studied Greek words. So I really like the Blue Letter Bible app, because then you can go in and look at the Hebrew and, and Greek words. I'm not totally familiar with either of them, but I know like in Hebrew, every word is like a story. Sure. And studying the the New Testament with the Greek, understanding what the richness of of some of the words um, has brought deeper, richer, more textured meaning to the text. And so if someone is feeling a little bit inspired by by learning that Greek, I think you have a way where they could do that even more. Is that yeah, right? <laughs> that's absolutely right. Yeah, I would encourage you to continue in that. If you've made it to chapter 28 with us, why not go a little bit further? So uh, I have a small business called Biblical Greek Made Easy. Uh, I've been teaching Greek for a lot of years. Um, it changed my life. So the two things that just changed the way I read the Bible forever, one was going to the Holy Land and walking the sites and seeing the the places where Jesus and the disciples and uh, the early Christians lived and walked and, and taught and all that kind of stuff. The other was learning the original languages. It just uh, brings a new dimension to it that I just think uh, is great. I, I wish more people would do it. And so to that end, I created this small business to help people with that. Biblical Greek Made Easy, uh, it's a monthly subscription a situation. We start from the absolute beginning. You don't have to know anything coming into it. We teach you Greek, and it's uh, in the comfort of your own home, uh, on your phone or tablet or computer or whatever the situation is. If you've been joining us, you can use the promo code FAITHRADIO and save a few bucks off your first month. But 
you know, Lent is a few days away. You know, maybe that's a good uh, thing to think about. Usually we give up things for Lent. What if you uh, committed over the course of, you know, the 40 days of Lent plus Sundays to maybe learn a little bit about Greek, you know, learn a little bit of the language that the early Christians read the Bible in, wrote the Bible in. Yeah, I mean, even if you didn't go all the way, even if you just learn, you know, learn some vocabulary, learn uh, how ancient people think and uh, just get into their uh, their language a little bit. We just learn so much about the culture when we learn their language, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's tools out there to do that. So let me encourage all the listeners. It, it's so important to understand the Bible, which is a Middle Eastern text about people who lived and dwelled in the Middle East and around the Mediterranean, and which is very different than our American culture. That's what I've really appreciated, too, about understanding the language is because exactly what you said, you can understand more about the culture that you so you can because that was one thing that stuck out to me about Paul thinking about Paul back in even in um, Luke that he, you know, knowing that he was a Pharisee and seeing the the transformation in him to who we see at the end of Acts. Right. I mean, it's amazing anyway, but then when you understand what it meant that he was a Pharisee to then be the leader of the church of Jesus Christ. That's a, yeah. yeah it's those, are, those are loaded up. terms, right? Yes. Yeah. And, yep. the, and the authors, when they write those, when they say he's a Pharisee, they expect the reader to know what that is. Yeah. So for mm-hmm. us, we got to do a little extra work and make sure we do that because we want to, we want to get what they're saying to us. Yeah. yeah. Nick, this has been such a pleasure. I mean, such a privilege We are so, so grateful that you partnered with us here at Faith Radio to do this study. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Angela, thank you. Super happy to be here. Happy to do it. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the Acts study. We're so grateful that you've joined us for it. There are other studies. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com and look for the Reading the Bible Together resource page. And then we'll also have more studies coming up in the future. But make sure that you subscribe to the podcast because you never know when we might drop a bonus episode. So we will see you next time on Reading the Bible Together podcast. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com. 